going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today I want to talk to you guys about, about good old Lizzo. Lizzo, uh, unfortunately, is having a tough time. Uh, she's been hit with some lawsuits, uh, it, uh, basically accusing her of some things that, um, honestly, I'm a I might surprise some of you. I actually uh, support Lizzo to some extent in this because I feel that what is happening to her is... Um, predictable and unfortunate and really the result of white supremacy so what i'm going to explain to you guys is how lizzo's record labels are just as liable in my opinion for what's happening to her as she is uh, i'm just going to make an argument it's just my personal opinion but i'm gonna break this down so uh let me know if you can hear me give me a yes if you can hear me uh give me a yes in the chat if i'm coming through okay and we're going to get started on drboystv.com in three two one and go Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. For intelligent black people, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say hello to everybody. And uh, also, can you do me a favor? Let's do a quick audio check. Let me know if you guys can hear me okay. Give me a yes in the chat if I'm coming through all right. If uh, if you're able to hear hear my audio, sorry about that. I had to hit a button or two. Also, just a reminder: this podcast is on Spotify and uh, Apple. So if you have Spotify or Apple and you want to listen via audio, just go to Spotify and Apple and look up my name. I want to say hello to everybody. Hey, a moral and. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, uh, St St Steven, is that Steven Wetson? Good to see you. Shout out the city you're from. Hey, Yoshika, Dion Rice, uh, Ida Lawrence. Uh, let's see here. Who else? I see Miss P. I see Talk Black to Me. Talk Black to Me. That's a great uh, comment you made. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's Vicki Dillard's uh, line. Uh, Talk Black to Me. Dr. Bush, you are a brilliant man. Dr. Umar Johnson is a brilliant man. I pray to the ancestors, uh, Romitz, the... Uh, for I guess for the day, I don't know what role means. I, maybe it's a misspelling. The day I see you two guys working together. Yeah, well, you know, Umar and I, um, you know, we go way back, like <laughs> over 10 years. And Umar, for whatever reason, has not liked me. And I, I think I know why. But it's really based on something that happened way back in 2015. Sometimes people get mad and they can't get over it. Can't, I let stuff go. I don't care. If anybody wants to be my friend, and uh, even if we disagreed, I, I can figure it out and move past it. But uh, I don't know if Umar can. Every time I bump, bumped into Umar, Umar goes in the other room. or And I say, well, why where did Umar go? Bring him back in here. Let's talk. Let's talk. And for whatever, they're like, well, Umar don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, well, what's he? he don't be, is he, he's not scared of me or nothing because I'm not going to hurt him. I just want to say hi to him. You know, so anyway, in case you ever want to know why I don't talk to any certain people, it's not because I run, I don't run away from nobody. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's that's the story with Umar. No disrespect to him. He's one of the best speakers I've ever heard. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, there's some there, there was some issues. But then again, people change. Right. So we, people get older. So maybe he's evolved in a good way. And I wish him the very best. All right. So anyway, let's get started here. Um, so uh, how many of you heard? Give me a yes or no. How many of you heard about Lizzo's latest lawsuit? Lizzo, Lizzo just got sued again uh, by another uh, former employee. Uh, it's it's messy um, and it's, it's sad and it's kind of connected to the lawsuit that was filed. Uh, by her other employees. And um, and this is interesting because I, I think it speaks to uh, something that I've discussed a lot on this channel in terms of how uh, karma is kind of a funny thing. Um, not karma in the sense that Lizzo's a bad person. I'll let you make that decision. I'm not here to say she's a bad person or a good person. What I am here to say is that karma uh, comes to mind because uh, unfortunately, Lizzo, uh, and I've mentioned this publicly, and it's, it's got, it, you know, people didn't like it, right? They tried to make it into this nonsense about, uh, you know, black man attacking black woman. They, they love to feed into the gender war. They love to uh, pit black men against black women. I would I was never anti-Lizzo, and I stand by that to this day. Uh, I was always simply making the point that, that, you know, that the black woman is being severely and horrifically misrepresented by these record labels. Because they got black women out here looking crazy. You know, give me a guess if you agree. Give me a guess if you've noticed this. You know, some of these rappers, like there is no white version of sexy, sexy red. Sorry, guys. 
there is no there is no white version of Cardi B. Uh, there is no white version. There is no Asian version of Megan The Stallion. There is no Asian Megan The Stallion that's that where she's just as popular as Megan and she's twerking at every concert. There is none, right? So this is this is this is an assault on you. This is the assault on the image of the black woman, you know. And so I think that as black people, uh, we got to get over. I'm gonna tell you why I've talked about it and I, I've repeated it, and I did not back off not one syllable of what I said. I did not back off because they know that I'm right. They know that I'm right. They think that somehow they can bully me into being quiet about it. They think somehow they can make fun of me and attack me and write about me in 10,000 newspapers and misrepresent me. No, you've been doing that to black people since the beginning of time. Every time an intelligent black man walks in the room who truly represents the black community, you get crazy and you start using propaganda as a weapon to undermine everything that he's doing. I know your games. I understand how you operate. So nothing that you do surprises me. Nothing that you do intimidates me. Nothing that you say or do is ever going to get me to change my message because I stand by the point that I made originally about Lizzo. I lost a $10,000 speaking engagement because of that. But you know what? I didn't care. I didn't care. It's all right. It's $10,000. It's kind of cool to get like be able to go talk for 20 minutes and get 10 grand. But you know what? There's other speaking engagements. I get invited to speak at places all the time and I'm totally okay. I was okay with walking away from that. And I told the people directly, I said, look, if you are too nervous about having me around, even though you guys loved me last year, it was a Birmingham, it was a group in Birmingham, the AG Gaston Society. I said, you guys loved me last year, but now somehow white supremacy has convinced you that I'm not your friend anymore. But you do understand this is also historic. You do understand this is something they've always done, right? They're using this to divide us and to make you afraid to talk to me. They've got you not talking to your brother so you can talk to your enemy. You talk to your enemy more than you talk to somebody who has your back. You talk to the people who hate you more than you talk to the people who love you. And the reason, again, remember, this is these are all economic conversations, by the way, in case you ever wonder why a finance professor discusses these things. It's all economic because you got your enemies paying your bills. That's the problem for black people. You got your enemies paying your bills. And when your enemies are paying your bills, your enemies will force you to not connect or communicate with your friends. I said, look, I ain't never did nothing to you. I stated something that's unequivocally 100% true, that a lot of the reason that uh, record labels are promoting Lizzo in the way that they're promoting her is because obesity is an epidemic in America. Millions of black people are dying from obesity. You had a whole pandemic where the whole time they said, we're worried about black people. Black people are dying. They Y'all need this shot to be safe. I said, but black people have had a problem with obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer for the longest time. And you never did anything about it until it became economically convenient. Again, there's that that word economics again. It became economically convenient for you to tell every obese black person with high blood pressure and diabetes, oh, just get this shot and it's all going to be okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. And so, so to somehow frame obesity as body positivity is absolute nonsense. It's not wrong being overweight. I'm not here to make fun of overweight people. I'd be making fun of myself. We all been overweight at some point. A lot of us have because we're American. That's what Americans do. We eat too much. But at the same time, for you to not see a problem with what she's doing, how she's promoted into the world, then that tells me that you, you can't, you and I can't be friends. You know, and, and so and so so what you have is you have and my wife broke this down. My wife is a therapist. She's an advocate for women. She's also an expert on a lot of different topics. She reads 22 books a year and she's one of a very small number of black female full professors in this country. There are regular PhDs. There are tenured PhDs. And then there are full professors. Only one percent of the population is a PhD. Only about 10% of that 1% ever become full professors. So she's the top 10% of the top 1%. That's how bad that's how badass my wife is. Shout out to the badass black women out here. And one thing that my wife did was she did a we did a pillow talk episode. Our podcast is called Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia. And she did one episode where she broke down <clears throat> all of the stereotypes of black women that are promoted in media. Stereotypes are like junk food. Junk food tastes good and junk food's a lot of fun, but junk food ain't healthy. So stereotypes like junk food are fun, they're entertaining, they're great to watch on TV, but they are not healthy for society because it affects how black women all over the planet are viewed by the world. So when you have a lady who's who's promoting obesity, who's, who's pushed to promote obesity, paid to promote obesity, and then also she's paid to uh, be an obese whore for the most part, I mean, promote whorism, right? Promote, uh, how, and instead of saying whorism, why don't we say... <clears throat> um, Sexual immorality, if you will. I don't want to sound like a prude when I say it, but you know what I mean. You know, but they got him out here twerking and and she was on TikTok simulating sucking a man's penis. Just d- disgusting things, right? Crazy things, right? 
Um, well, you're, you're not necessarily bringing the best of her to the world. You're bringing the worst of her. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, um, let me let me tell you this. Uh, you know, right now, what is she being sued for? Does anybody know? Give me answer me in the chat. What answer a couple of words? Do y'all know what Lizzo is being sued for? What 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 do you think causes the kinds of lawsuits that Lizzo is being faced with? What do you think? What do you think? What do you guys think? She's being sued for, among other things, things related to sexual harassment. Now, why did I bring this point up? And again, you're not going to hear this on any media outlet anywhere. Every mainstream media outlet is either going to describe the lawsuit or they're going to describe the humanitarian award that Lizzo got. No, but but I'm going to tell you, I don't. I bet you every nickel in my bank account that you won't hear any mainstream media break it down the way I'm going to break it down for you right here. Lizzo being sued for all these different things from bullying to um, I think they, they even threw in racism and fat shaming to things like sexual harassment, where a lady said, you know, I was forced to eat a, a banana out of a lady's cooch cooch. Or, or she shot a vibrator, a dildo out of her vagina and I had to catch it, right? That A lot of these suits are linked to the fact that Lizzo has been paid. She was set up. She's been paid to promote a culture that is full of debauchery and devoid of any form of accountability. You're being paid to promote a whoreish black female culture and an extreme culture. You're being paid to basically push the envelope and to be as wild and as crazy and as nasty and as irresponsible as you can be. That's what, that's your job. That's her job. Her job is to have shows where women are launching dildos out of their vaginas. If that's my daughter, if that's, if that's a, my female friend, I'm like, well, you do know that, that, that telling somebody to catch a launching dildo out of a vagina, you do know that that is, um, that that doesn't mix well in the workplace. Imagine if you worked at UPS or or Kroger. Imagine if you was at your job at um, you know, I don't know, uh Wendy's or something, or maybe you work at the corporate offices at Xerox and they have a Christmas party and they say, Hey Bob, come over here and catch this 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 hoochie hooch flying out of a lady's uh booty hole. Like, do, do you what would would you think that could be considered? problematic in the workplace do you think that that might give you grounds for a lawsuit where you could then turn around and say uh my drunk boss told me to pull you know to pull a, a to pull a toothbrush out of somebody's butt crack or whatever right seriously I mean, th this is the kind of crazy stuff that was being consistently promoted this sort of wild irresponsible sort of behavior that doesn't work in the workplace and, and so so in fact actually let me let me read a little bit to you. Here are uh, here's a quick list of things that will get you sued for sexual harassment in the workplace. And I need you to also make sure you share this with your children, especially your sons, because I see a lot of black men getting taken down in the workplace because somebody offered them some ass. They took it. Next thing you know, they're 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 caught up in something. They're being accused of something. And, and here's the thing, it, especially when you're black, all you need is an accusation. All you need is an accusation. You don't even need like actual proof. Proof is out the window. Uh, you don't need like you, you can't say, well, I actually I was the victim. She she actually victimized me. Nobody's going to believe your son. Nobody's going to believe your black male son. Right. Uh, so so typically what's happening to Lizzo actually happens more so to men. If you go, uh, I want you to go look up um, the brother at Michigan State. There's a football coach at Michigan State University right now. Uh, I don't have his name. If you know his name, type it in the chat and I will say his name because I don't have his name in front of me. I did not pull that up. Uh, and he um, right now he has a uh, a 10 year contract for 80 million dollars. He has an 80 million dollar contract and that contract is in complete jeopardy because there's a lady who says that when they were on the phone, he started playing with his you know what he, he against her will or he didn't ask her. He didn't ask for permission. And he started, you know, jacking it. Right. And and that's what. And so because she's so traumatized, because apparently she's never, ever seen anything like that before. Uh, she literally uh, he's now in a position where uh, they're threatening his job. Uh, they're going to take away that 80 million dollar contract. And only God knows what else can happen. I mean, not to mention the re his reputation being ruined and everything else. Right. So so whether he did it or not, 
I can't tell you. I don't know. But I think that what's interesting is that they're so caught up in trying to figure out whether or not he he did jack his, you know what? Um, Mel Tucker, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Terry. I appreciate that. Uh, they're, they're so caught up in figuring out whether or not he jacked it. They're not trying to really consider whether or not that's truly worth destroying a man's life, whether or not that's truly worth $80 million. We've kind of moved beyond that point. We've moved to the point where we've decided that any penalty they apply to you, um, if you do something like that that's inappropriate, you deserve whatever you get. Um, I think we should question that assumption because I don't know if destroying a man's career, his reputation, and taking $80 million is an appropriate penalty. If a woman was on the phone with me and she starts touching herself without me asking permission, I'm not going to say, uh, yeah, throw the book at her, take $80 million out of her bank account. I'm not going to even feel right saying that. But for some reason, uh, because of the world we live in, I just watched the Barbie movie with my wife and my daughter. We all fell asleep during it. I guess it, some people like it. And I saw it. I said, okay, I get it. We, you know, we're all about the gender war now. That's kind of what the world has become, right? So uh, anyway, let me, uh, I'm going to talk more about this Lizzo thing and this Lizzo suit. I'm going to read to you uh, what this suit is all about. Uh, it just, uh, it just happened. Another suit just happened this week. Uh, and this is one uh, where there's another employee. And, and I'm going to give you some uh, sort of Dr. Boyce breakdown on this in terms of what I'm seeing. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. And also, again, I, I don't think really mainstream media is going to really dig into it like this. So do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Uh, it's an Amazon bestseller. You can feel free to go take a look. My website is boycewatkins.com. There's lots of free stuff there in case you want to learn how to build wealth, uh, starting with the five dollar day investing plan, stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm really big on family, uh, black wealth, and black communities. That's what we do. That's what we believe in here. We also believe in the black first philosophy where we take care of our community. We take care of others. I do believe that we can be strong and independent. So if you agree with that philosophy, uh, then feel free to go to my website, boycewalkins.com. There's plenty of stuff there uh, that you can take a look at. All right. So it says here on the BBC, Lizzo has been sued for the second time this year by a former employee who claims she oversaw a quote, unsafe, sexually charged workplace culture. Fashion designer Asha Daniels accused the star's wardrobe manager of making racist and fatphobic comments and mocking black women in the entourage. Lizzo was named as a defendant in a lawsuit filed in L.A. on Thursday, but was not directly accused of harassment. A spokesperson for the star called the case an absurd publicity stunt. In legal papers, Daniels said she was hired to work on Lizzo's tour in February 2023, but immediately found the environment to be hostile and abusive. The 35-year-old claimed that dancers were frequently forced to, quote, change in and out of their clothes, end quote, in full view of male crew members who lewdly gawk, sneer, and giggle at them. She accused wardrobe manager Amanda Namira of performing an offensive stereotypical impression of a black woman and referring to black female dancers as fat, useless, and dumb. Nomura also forced her to work 20-hour shifts without breaks, she claimed, and once shoved Daniels into a rack of clothing, causing her to injure her ankle. So... <laughs> I, so there's more. There's one there. You can read it. I'm not going to read all this. Uh, but anyway, uh, I want to give you some. Uh, I'm going to read a list of things that can happen that could cause you to be sued for sexual harassment in the workplace. This is for those of you that ever want to run businesses. Uh, how many of you want to run businesses? Give me a yes in the chat. How many of you have children that are going to one day run businesses? Give me a yes in the chat. Uh, how many of you have children that are going to one day be executives with companies who are planning to be successful, maybe with corporations? Give me a yes in the chat. If you're in this category, then you need to hear this. Here are some inappropriate and unwanted behaviors that can get you in trouble in the workplace and possibly lead to harassment allegations and potentially a lawsuit. Number one, unwelcome sexual advances, unwanted flirting, pursuing or requests for sexual activity. So if you flirt with somebody and now if they want you, if they want you, then it's cool. You're going to get some that night or that week or that month. But if they don't want you, then you become a predator and apparently you will be you could be sued for harassment, unwanted flirting, pursuing or requests for sexual activity. Uh, so you can't just, you know, we're past the days where you can just say no, thank you. It's now to the days where, you know, it's like, no, thank you. And I'm going to sue you and destroy your whole career and your whole reputation and possibly get you like fired, sent to jail, whatever I can do. Right. Uh, now, again, this does not in any way defend. Uh, those who engage in inappropriate behavior or those who continue to push, 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 because we've all seen that. Right. Uh, give me a yes if you can acknowledge that, too. Right. We know that there are people, men and men, men and women, right, male and female who go far beyond the limit. I remember um, 
I was raised to be a nice guy. And and uh, and I also uh, in the course of me being a nice guy, because a lot of people think that I was a simp who sat in the friend zone with my wife for 20 years or whatever. And uh, and whatever. Now, I had girlfriends. So I, I had plenty to do before I decided to marry my wife. But I will say that uh, that I did not uh, feel the I, I did not feel comfortable making a move with her until I was sure that she might be interested. Right. When I was her friend, I did not want to violate our friendship by over pursuing her. And she always said she said it repeatedly. Boyce, if you had just asked me out, I would have gladly gone out with you because, you know, no, nobody else would, would go out with me at that time, which is untrue because I saw her being hit on by NBA players and NFL players and rich guys. And I can't compete with that. Right. So so the point is to say that I remember kind of thinking like, gosh, I really don't want to be in the uncomfortable position of going after somebody who doesn't want me or making a, a, a friend feel bad because now she's got to deal with the awkwardness of finding out that this guy that is her friend is suddenly interested in her. Now, if I'd known she was interested, maybe I would have changed my behavior, but uh, I was raised to be a gentleman and to not go after someone who didn't want you. Not every guy was raised that way, right? We know this. We know that not every guy gets that. Some guys are raised to believe, and this is inappropriate, guys. I, I really believe this, that, that you just wear her down, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going until one day she gives in. And believe it or not, nowadays we have women that do the same thing, and I think that people who think that way have to be really careful because if you do that on your job, then you will become you will be at some point labeled a predator. If you do this sort of old school thing, they used to believe, you know, back in the 80s, 70s and before that, you had the baby, baby, please uh, era where it was like, baby, baby, please, please, girl, just go out with me one time. And you asked 15 times. Eventually you wear her down and she says yes. And then you live happily ever after. Those days don't exist anymore. So that means that men who do these sorts of things need to stop or you could lose it all. And women who think men are supposed to do that, who make men do that, who drag men through the through through the the, the weeds just to see if he's serious. You got to be serious enough to let him know what your interests and what your intentions are. And don't play those games because those are very dangerous games. For anybody to play those games, those dangerous games can't be played anymore. Uh, when I was in my PhD program, there was a lady who liked me a lot. Um, and uh, I asked her out one time and she said, no, she said, oh, I don't think so. Blah, blah. I said, OK, no problem. Sorry. You know, it's, it's, it's all good, you know, because there's other fish in the sea. And, and and weeks later, her friend comes around and says, well, why don't you ask her out? And I said, well, I did. And she said, no. And she said, um, she said, well, no, she, she just said, no, she really wants to say yes. She just said no. Cause she wanted to see if you were serious. And I said, if I wasn't serious, I wouldn't have asked the girl out. I asked her out because I was serious. I need her to be serious and tell me seriously, what do you want to do this or not? I can't play those games. I'm a black man. I get in trouble. If I asked you out three times and you want to only wanted me to ask you out once, then I could be labeled as a predator. This is the dangerous world that your son is going into. And I don't know why people don't take this more seriously because it happens all the time. So I think that with uh, with, with Lizzo, and let's go back to the Lizzo thing. Let's go back to Lizzo so we can really talk about why we're bringing this up. <sighs> Lizzo was misled. I, I'm not going to say Lizzo isn't guilty of these things, right? You know, maybe she is a, a prick to work with. I have no idea. But but I'm going to do something that's going to confuse the hell out of the people that think I hate this girl. I'm going to I'm defending her and saying, I think you got played. I think they played with you. I think they your record label tricked you into believing. And they've done it. They do it to black people all the time. They tricked you into getting comfortable. They tricked you into believing that you could run around spraying your vagina into everybody's face, shaking your big booty anywhere you wanted to go engaging in random sex acts in public, like wearing a big ass, nasty ass thong to a Lakers game where children have to sit on the seat and twerking at the camera when they, when they say, Hey, maybe you're dressed inappropriately, right? Because that makes us the horrible sexes for, for telling you to like, chill out, right? You're, you're, you're a pretty lady. Good for you. But we don't want to see all that. Our kids definitely don't want to see all that. And, and, and somehow that makes them racist, sexist, and fat phobic. Screw you. That's stupid. But so, so, so now they got you all comfortable and what's happened is you have been incentivized and, 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 and incorrectly led to believe that inappropriate behavior has a place in your workplace, that you can literally have a, have a workplace. This is a corporate workplace where you got people doing stuff that would, that would make a strip club owner blush 
you got you running your business like a strip club and speak and, and, and even strip clubs too right now even they have issues with sexual harassment right but it's like what what are you talking about like dude you're everybody's walking around naked <laughs> like that's that's so weird that doesn't that doesn't compute for me and i don't know how people can navigate in this world where on one hand you've got complete debauchery and nothing uh you know th there are no limits and the other hand you've got all these rules and specific regulations and federal laws that say that you can be sued for 10 million dollars if you if you look at somebody funny or you touch their booty right i just i really think that lizzo got tricked into this so what's going to happen is she's probably going to write big checks big settlement checks um unfortunately because she's very famous every single thing that happens in that company now is going to be linked back to her um and she's also operates in this interesting me too space where people love to push the limits. They, they've defined uh, debaucherous behavior as a form of empowerment where they can push the limits of any sort of sexual ex uh, expression that they want to push, but yet still have no accountability. Right. So nobody's taking accountability, except, but the accountability ends up landing on the boss. Well, typically there's a male, some man you can throw under the bus and destroy him and blame him for every choice that you made. But now there's no man around. Well, the closest thing that they have to a man that they can blame is Lizzo. Lizzo is the man. She is the boss in this environment. So so effectively her having the deep pockets and her being the one who's sort of the, the, the leader of the pack, she's going to end up getting her butt kicked in the court of law and having her reputation dragged through the mud. And honestly, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's completely unfair because I don't know the details of the suit, but I can say that the record labels and, and those who enabled her behavior are just as responsible as she is. Right. Uh, I said the same thing about R. Kelly in the sense that R. Kelly. Yeah. R. Kelly was messing with them little girls and doing all this stuff he shouldn't have been doing. We pointed that out 25 years ago. I remember I, my wife back when me and my wife were just friends. We weren't married or anything like that. We weren't even thinking about dating each other. And I remember calling her and I said, this guy, he needs therapy. He needs help. They need to take him off the road, take away his money and, and stop enabling him, giving him money, fame and power and making him think that this behavior is OK. Because those chickens eventually come home to roost. And I said back in 2002, I said, eventually, at some point, they're going to take this dude down and act like he did it all by himself. When really, it takes a village to destroy a child. It takes a, a whole crew of enablers to really ruin a man as, as badly as R. Kelly's been ruined. And I really think that R. Kelly didn't need more money. He didn't, didn't need more fame. He didn't need more power. He needed therapy. He needed help. Okay. Anyway, let me keep going, guys. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, by the way, the All Black National Convention is coming up. It's going to be one month from now. Uh, it's going to be in Atlanta at the Marriott Marquis Hotel. If you'd like to join us in Atlanta, go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That URL is right there on the screen. Uh, so feel free to go take a look at that. Also, um, if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter, there's my Twitter. It's Dr. Boyce Watkins and the number one. So if you like um, intelligent conversations, I love to challenge your thinking. Uh, and uh, it's all respectful. So if that's of interest to you, then just go to Dr. Boyce Watkins and then the number one. Also, this podcast is on Spotify and Apple. So if you have Spotify or Apple, uh, you can look up my name and you can find me there. Hit that thumbs up button. Also, make sure you hit the notification bell and the subscribe button. So let me finish up a little bit on this Lizzo thing and give you a list of the things that can cause you to be sued for sexual harassment. Number one, unwanted sexual advances. That means flirting, pursuing, requests for activity, et cetera. You got you save that till after work. And even if I don't even I wouldn't even do that with coworkers, period. Uh, sexual comments or jokes. So if you make a joke, how many of y'all knew that? If you make a joke an offensive or inappropriate comment or joke of a sexual nature, you could be sued for sexual harassment. Now, how many of y'all, give me a yes, give me a yes. How many of y'all think that in the middle of Lizzo's concerts where, where people are launching dildos out of their vaginas and everybody's twerking, everybody's, you know, got some, sucking on something in their mouth and just doing whatever nasty sexual thing they can do. The women are kissing and whatever. How many uh, of you think that at some point somebody made a sexual joke in that workplace. How many of y'all think that it's probably highly likely that there were many, 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 many jokes of a sexual nature being made in that environment? What do y'all think? Yes or no? Yes or no? Give me a yes or no. How many of you think that there's some chance that in the midst of Lizzo, if she would go on shows like and, and literally get on her knees and pretend to be, you know, whatever, or be twerking, start twerking. She'd be playing the flute. She'd start twerking. I'm like, I don't know what twerking. My wife plays the flute and I've never seen her twerk while she plays it. Uh, it might be nice to watch, but that's only for me because I'm her husband. Uh, so, so, so how many of you, um, 
think that there's some possibility that somebody probably made an inappropriate joke in that workplace. Let's keep going. What else is on the list that could get you sued? Uh, sexual assault or physical contact, any unwanted or forced physical contact, including touching, patting, or brushing against somebody's body. So they're not talking about, you know, they're not talking about, you know, the R word. They're not talking about like going in there and, and, and taking it. They're talking about touching. How many of you have seen this where somebody accidentally touched somebody, patted somebody, or brushed against somebody's body in a way where uh, where it could be defined as inappropriate? How many of you have seen that? And by the way, somebody says, hey, Doc, what's going on with the website? Uh, which website you're referring to? Uh, let me know which website you're talking about, and I'll I'll, I'll give you an, an answer. And, uh, and by, so I see Keller, Keller Legacy Enterprises is on uh, Instagram. So now you got me nervous, man. So you got to tell me which website you're talking about. Um, all right. So, so, <laughs> so think about this. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying when I tell you like Lizzo's done, like your whole career has been built around sexual activity. You know, everything that is going on, I mean, everything reeks and smells of sex in terms of what you do. So I don't understand how, she would expect not to be sued at some point by somebody trying to get some money. Now, if you're asking what's going on with the ABNC website, I'm looking at the website. Thank you for mentioning that, but it looks like it's it's going. Oh, the vendor option is not available. Okay, well let me let me text Micah to see because. And by the way, so if you want to be a vendor at the All Black National Convention, uh, you can uh, you can go to allblacknationalconvention.com, and uh, and I did not know the vendor option was having issues. So let me. Let me send that to Micah. I appreciate it. See, y'all are so important for, for what we do here because we don't really have any, we don't have corporate backing or anything. We just have y'all like having our back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to literally take a picture and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm taking a picture of the screen and I'm sending that to Micah. Um, and because, uh, because that would be a problem. All right. Thank you very much for saying that. So yeah, if you want to be a vendor, just know if it's not fixed right now, it'll be fixed by tomorrow. I, I did not know that the website was having that issue. All right. So thank you very much. And if you want to come to the convention, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. All right. So uh, let's see. Here's another one. Let's see. All right. Ah, this is a good one. So this is another thing that can be considered an unwanted or inappropriate behavior that can get you sued. What they call sexual favoritism. Promising or providing professional rewards or avoiding professional consequences in exchange for sexual favors. Okay, now here's what's interesting about that, right? First off, before I lay the framework of this, right? So what they're talking about is trading sex for favors or or not giving favors because you didn't get what you wanted, right? First of all, first of all, how many of you think it's inappropriate to do that? How many of y'all think it's inappropriate for somebody to say, "Hey, if you give me some, I'm going to give you the promotion." Or or if you because you didn't give me none, I'm not going to consider you for this job. How many of you think that that's inappropriate? Let's let's go ahead. Let's start. Let's start here so we can then get to the nuances of, of that statement. Uh, so let just but I want to do this to make it clear that in no way, shape or form would we ever condone this kind of behavior. So so let's let's let the world know we're good people. Give me a yes that you consider it highly inappropriate for somebody to say, give me some ass. I'll give you some cash or let's do it and I'll make sure that you get a part in the movie or whatever. How many of you give, give me a yes. OK. All right. So. Now, here's what I want you to pay attention to. This is what I want to bring up. And again, I told you guys, this is the stuff that you're not going to hear in mainstream media. These conversations, you're really not going to hear it anywhere, anywhere. Um, let's be realistic for a minute, shall we? Can we like be realistic real quick? Okay. First off, I want you to notice that um, if you have a situation where, let's say the man is the boss, the boss typically is... Um, considered to be attractive by a lot of women that work beneath him, right? Women don't typically chase the guy in the mail room. They chase the guy who's in the big corporate suite. They, they want, and, and, and we live in a world, give me a yes. If you agree, if you understand this, if you've seen this, we live in a world where women are not always these little bashful creatures who are waiting for some man to pounce on them or to chase them down. Some women are pretty aggressive. Some women, when they get around a man, you you working for Idris Elba and you and you ain't had none in a couple of years. You got some women that are going to go climb the fence and 
and do whatever they got to do, right? They're going to they're gonna make their move, right? I mean, let's just, let's just be honest, right? We know sometimes women can be aggressive. And I know these things because I've, I've been in that in a category of men where, you know, when you get famous and you have a little bit of money, suddenly your jokes become funny or you become the most interesting man in the world. And women who wouldn't have given you the time of day are suddenly interested in you. I've seen this. I've seen women climb fences and, and run up. One lady at an event came up and was rubbing her boobs on my shoulder and everything. It was kind of, kind of weird. I told her to get off me anyway. So, 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 so here's the thing. When you have this happen, what's interesting to me is I've never seen a situation where a woman was punished for offering, um, herself up to a man that she worked for. I've never seen that. I've just never, I, maybe it's happened. Maybe it's happened, but I've never, ever seen a case. I've seen lots of cases where men were punished uh, for being the boss and for sleeping with someone beneath him, even if it was consensual, but never once have I ever seen a woman can, give me a yes or no way. Have you ever seen this before? I've never seen a case where a, a woman was punished for offering herself to a man, maybe trying to use her body as a pathway for advancement. I mean, do you think that that's possible or do you think that that just never happens? Like, you think that never happens? Do you think there's never an actress in L.A. who wants to be a, a movie star who says, hey, look, you know, I, I'll I'll take I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. You you think that that never happens? What do you all think? Right. And, and, and what and the question I, I think that's really fascinating about this is how come we don't punish that as well? I mean, if we're going to punish active sexual activity in the workplace. Shouldn't we punish that, too? Uh, where you're offering yourself and you're trying to, you know, so, so, so what I'm saying is as, as a man, it's, it's wrong. It's considered wrong for me to say, uh, if you give me some ass, I'll give you a promotion, but it's not wrong for you to say, if you give me a promotion, I'll give you some ass. Do you understand the logic of that statement? Or is that statement like too much? Is that too heavy? I know that I might, that there might be people that could try to cancel me for that, but you can't cancel me. I, I work for myself. I'm, I'm my own. I'm never going to fire Boyce. I like him. He's an asshole sometimes, but I like him most days. So I'm never going to fire Boyce. So don't try to cancel me. It won't work. People have been trying to do that for years. Uh, I, my goal is to get to the truth. But does anybody think that that's a little bit strange? That That if I say, hey, you give me some, I'm going to take care of you. You scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. But if a woman comes to me and it's happened, I've had it happen before. I've had women, women say, hey, look, uh, I got some bills to pay. You hook me up. I'm going to really hook you up. And in no case did I ever call the police. No case that I ever say I've been harassed. No case that I ever say um, I want to sue you for everything you've got and I want to destroy your reputation. I'm going to go on Twitter right now and uh, join the Me Too movement and tell everyone how you offered me sex. And that is the most offensive thing uh, that ever happened to me in my life. I, I, I've i never thought to do that to anyone. Right. I All I say is no, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm flattered, but I'm not interested. Right. And, and so so this this is just a glimpse into a reminder into how unbalanced the world kind of has become. And the world is not just balanced against men. It's really balanced against black men. If you have a son, I really think it's important for him to understand that he can't do the same thing in the workplace that Becky could do and get away with it. He can't get in there. And some of y'all sons get comfortable. Some of y'all's kids go to college and they get comfortable around, you know, around the white girls or whatever. And they start doing whatever and or they think that they can do what everybody else does. And then next thing you know, the world reminds him that he's black. And uh, and I just don't want that to happen to him. And I really think it's important to have these honest conversations, even if they make some people uncomfortable or offend somebody. I do not care about that. Um, the other thing, too, that's really interesting. So let me read this again. They said sexual favoritism, promising or providing professional rewards or avoiding professional consequences in exchange for sexual favors. So here's another reason why you shouldn't date somebody in your workplace. So let's say that I'm the boss. Right. So let's say that I am uh, working. um uh, you know, I, I am going to work every day and I got people to work for me. And let's say that I just, you know, from a genuine, honest standpoint, uh, find interest in a woman that I work that, that I work with. And she happens to be beneath me in the hierarchy. And let's say that she's putting it on thick. She wants to be with me. And I say, OK, no problem. Let's let's get it on. All right. So we're getting it on. Right. We're together. We're having this relationship. And then um, something comes up where uh, where there, where she and another woman are competing for the same opportunity. Let's say I'm making a movie and uh, and my my girl that I'm sleeping with wants to be the star and the girl that I'm not sleeping with also wants to be the star. So so then so, so I want you to so, just, just think about this. Right. So then I tell the girl that I'm sleeping with, look, I I can't make you the star because this other girl that, that I'm not sleeping with 
uh, is less is 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 more is more talented than you, and uh, and I can't be biased, so I picked her over you. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in my relationship? Like, what do you think? Do you think that there ever is an expectation, even among women, that like, look, I'm 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 there for you in a way that she will never be, so I better get some sort of preference when it comes to how you go about getting things done. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like you know, my wife, if my wife comes in and says, um you know, okay, I noticed that you're putting this other lady in front of me. <laughs> like, and I say, well, you know, babe, I don't want to be biased and blah, blah. I mean, do you think, like, do you think it's maybe a little bit irrational to think that somehow I can't, um, that I'm not, that I can never show some sort of favoritism toward the person that I'm connected to in a relationship that I can't sort of say, well, you know, this is my wife, even back before she was my wife. Like, you don't really think that she would get to cut to the front of the line because she, she was my wife. Hell yeah, she going to cut to the front of the line. Hell yeah, when she comes to the when the all black national convention happens and my wife says I want to be on a panel, I'm not gonna be like, no, baby, you can't be on a panel because I want to be fair to all these other women who aren't sleeping with me. No, that that doesn't happen. That's not the real world. That's not reality. That's my point, right? So what I think it happens here in America is there is a, a Puritan framework within which we believe the workplace is supposed to operate. We spoke, we believe that we have a workplace where uh, men and women are not attracted to each other, where uh, men and women are o- only sleep with people that they're authorized to sleep with, and that somehow everything, all the millions of years of evolution that made human beings attracted to each other, make them want to sleep together, is suddenly going to disappear because somebody made a rule. I think that that's a trap waiting to happen. I really do. I think that it's um it's a scenario where I tell you 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 especially your black son that your black son better learn how to start his own business so he can stay out of those spaces. If not, he'll end up looking like Mel Turner over at uh, Michigan State because you cannot convince me that Mel Turner, who's about to lose eighty million dollars, is a bad person. Sure, he might like women. That does not make him a bad person. Ime Udoka at the Boston Celtics, you can't tell me that he was doing all this by himself. Yeah, okay, he maybe he, he cheated on Nia Long, whatever. That does not make him a demon. That makes that that maybe perhaps that just means he's like the other thousands of NBA players who are six foot eight, 240 pounds, who are being chased by women everywhere they go. I'm not saying that it's okay. What I'm saying is that somehow labeling it as predatory behavior when it was nothing but consensual sex is a problem because human beings have been having consensual sex for hundreds of thousands of years. They're not going to stop just because the Me Too movement came along and told men to stop being men and women to stop being women. And I also don't believe that men are operating in a vacuum, right? So I think that, let's circle back to Lizzo, though. So Lizzo obviously is not a man, but I think that it's that culture that's causing Lizzo to have these awkward problems right now. I think that what happened in the culture is that we went to this point where we said, we're really going to hold men accountable, but we're only going to hold men accountable. And so as a result of us only holding men accountable, we're not really holding women accountable. And because we're not holding women accountable, women can do whatever crazy, debaucherous, ridiculous thing they want to do. And nobody's ever going to say a word because you don't want to be sexist or fat phobic or all these other terms that they make up in order to shame people. Right. So then as a result of that, Lizzo says, let's take this movement. Uh, called the Me Too movement, and let's pull this together into a some sort of business entity. Let's make this into an industry. It's an industry because now we can make songs about how liberating it is to give your vagina away to every man within a hundred mile radius, and, and go on stage and launch dildos out of your out of your cooch, and do all these other things that really uh, on the, on their surface are absolutely just questionable behaviors, right? And problematic because you're, you're, you're really misrepresenting the image of black women all around the world. And then now next thing you know, the sexual harassment suits come because the lawyers are watching. Right. And so ultimately I think that Lizzo got set up. That's my point. I think Lizzo got set up uh, for there to be this lawsuit. Um, I, if Lizzo had been my daughter, I'd say, I'd say, babe, if you are out here having your employees uh, eating uh, bananas out of other women's cooches, you do understand that that's not going to make sense to regular people when she files that lawsuit and you go to court and she makes herself into a victim like somehow you made her do it, even though she might have even asked, requested to eat the banana out of the lady's cooch. It don't matter because you're the boss, which inherently will make you the villain no matter what. People want to believe that you're the villain because you're dealing with a group of people that are not trained to take any accountability for their behavior. Even when they make their own choices, it's always like, well, somebody made me make that choice. Right. So I can't take responsibility for the things that I do because because I'm, I'm only going to be this empowered adult when it's convenient for me. But in situations where um, where it's convenient for me to switch code, I'm going to suddenly turn into a child. 
Okay, so so this is what I think Lizzo's dealing with. I think Lizzo is dealing. She's fighting a monster that she helped to create. That's what I believe, and it's not even she helped to create it. I think that the record labels did it because you can't do these things without money. Right. This is where it becomes a financial conversation. It's all about the money. Right. They're, they're funding this. They fund this whole they They study people like rats in the lab. They study feminism. They study, uh, you know, the, these social movements. And they say, how do we tie our corporate product to these social movements? Uh, uh, give me a guess if you guys can hear me, if you understand where I'm coming from on this. Do you know that when they wanted to get women to smoke more cigarettes, they use feminism to get women to smoke cigarettes? You know how Sigmund Freud, who is a great uh, one of the greatest psychologists of all time. Uh, was a consultant for the marketing agencies. And Sigmund Freud helped them understand that on a subconscious level, the cigarette reminded, it was a phallic symbol. It reminded women of a man a man's penis. So what they did was they ran marketing campaigns specifically designed to subconsciously uh, uh, allow women to believe that by smoking cigarettes, they're taking away the man's power, a.k.a. his penis. So the, all these women in these uh, women's rights rallies would be out smoking their cigarettes to basically say, ha ha, look at you, look at me. I now have the power back. And the cigarette companies sit back here like this, you know, looking like Birdman, rubbing their hands together, basically saying we got we're making all this money because in order for you to express yourself as a woman now, you now need a prop. The prop is this cigarette that you had to pay money for. All right. So give me a guess if you follow what I'm saying. I hope that this makes sense. I know I talk fast when I get excited about something, but I really want to make these points to you. All right. So uh, anyway, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Just a reminder, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. I have other books called The New Black Power. It's a whole series. Um, in addition to that, I have Black American Money. And also we have financial flashcards and workbooks for children. Uh, they can help your child get ahead when it comes to economics. My PhD is in finance. That's what I do. And I believe in black wealth and black power. So if you'd like to go take a look at all of that stuff, uh, just go to drboycebooks.com. In fact, uh, I can give you a discount code. You can get 30% off anything in the store by using the code word book club, all one word book club. If you use the code word book club, when you check out, you can get 30% off anything in the store. So just go to Dr voicebooks.com. Also, my lovely wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins happens to be the reason I reference psychology in the subconscious mind is because my beautiful wife is happens to be an expert on the subconscious mind. And uh, she's a badass black woman, a full professor of social work, a licensed therapist who sees clients on a regular basis. And she uh, also um, has, you know, has, has uh, she also has books as well. Uh, and I put them on my bookstore. If you go to drboycebooks.com, look up the word Alicia and you can find her books there. Uh, and uh, and you can sort of take a look at her stuff and um, see what you think. All right. So anyway, uh, let me let me get into this and finish up this conversation about Lizzo really quick. All right. So uh, here are some other things that can get you sued for sexual harassment. We talked about unwanted sexual advances, sexual comments or jokes, sexual assault or physical contact. That means touching somebody, brushing against somebody, patting them, whatever, like even shaking their hand for too long and looking them in the eye, whatever. Sexual favoritism, promising or providing professional rewards or avoiding professional consequences in exchange for sexual favors. So that means that even if somebody offered you some, uh, if they, at that point, if you are the boss and you sleep with somebody you work with, when she asks for a promotion, you better give it to her because if you don't, then she can then turn around and say, you didn't give me that promotion because you wanted more sex from me. Uh, let's see, next. Sending or displaying offensive content, showing or sharing sexually explicit or offensive materials such as emails, text, images, or videos. So uh, that means sexual jokes as well as sexual emails, images, and text or videos is a problem. Sexually bullying, sexual bullying, using sexually degrading language or making sexually explicit threats or insults. Okay, well, that's pretty bad. I mean, you have to be kind of a prick to use sexually degrading language. Like, I, I don't even get that one. Gender-based harassment, harassing someone because of their gender, even if it's not of a sexual nature. So if you call a woman a B at the job, you say she's a complete bitch, then you're, you could be sued for sexual harassment because you're referring to her gender uh, in your um, criticism of her, right? So uh, this is the workplace that you, that you live in or the world that you have. You know, it is what it is. Lizzo is dealing with um, that in real life. Uh, honestly, like I said, I, 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 I'm not going to say I feel completely bad for her, but I, I do, I do. You know, I don't dislike, I never disliked Lizzo. I never did. And um, and I thought it was completely unfair and unfortunate that uh, white media took my uh, remarks about Lizzo's message and they made it into a black man versus black woman thing. Uh, but that's what they do. They love to feed into the gender war. They did that in the Harriet Tubman movie. My wife and I went to see the Harriet Tubman movie. Let me tell you what they did in the Harriet. Anybody remember the Harriet Tubman movie? Give me a yes if you remember that movie. That that was a crazy movie because they got a British lady to play Harriet Tubman. No no disrespect to my friends in London. I love my my black British uh, supporters. I, I go to every time I do an event in London, we always sell out. So I want to give a complete shout out and complete respect to everybody in London. 
London and, and, and surrounding areas. But this was some BS, man. So they <laughs> they had this movie, and uh, and they literally, I kid you not, in this movie, it was it was really um it was basically black feminism. That's what it was designed to be. It was, but it was black commercialized feminism made by white people. And so in this movie, they created two black characters and uh, the two black characters that they invented, they literally made these people up. These people were not real. They did not exist. Um, one was a black man who was mean as hell, who literally um, was like a murderous asshole. The other one was a black woman who gets murdered by the black man, the black woman that they created was, a, I think she was a lesbian because she was, she was cold. She was like combing Harriet's hair and they had this tender moment where she's giving her a bath in the tub when she's butt naked. I don't know if y'all remember that scene. Right. So they were given kind of these, um, you know, these, these like, you know, like woman on woman kind of vibes. Right. You know, and, and, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about? So, uh, so again, that's the agenda, right. That they pop that agenda in there. And then, um, and then what happens is the black man that they invented murders the black woman that they invented. Do you understand how deep that is? That they literally, the the one time somebody gets killed, um, it's the black man murdering the black woman. And if I'm not mistaken, the only person Harriet Tubman killed in that movie was the black man. When she had a chance to shoot the white man, you know what she did? She said, you ain't supposed, she, she shoots above his head and says, you ain't supposed to make slaves out of people. And she throws the gun on the ground and lets him walk away. So I, so I want y'all to understand how deep this was. That the black man and black woman that they created, planted in this movie, murder each other. And then and, and, and then when Harriet gets a chance to kill the, the white guy who was her slave master, she doesn't do it. Now, y'all know Harriet Tubman was known for shooting people in the ass. And so why would you why would you promote the idea that she'll shoot a black man in the ass, but would never shoot her slave master? That's real. That was real deep. Me and my wife watched it and we walked out of there like, what did we just see? This is insanity. So so effectively, um, Hollywood's kind of crazy. Hollywood's not a, a healthy place. Uh, it's not a good place for black people to get their imagery. And it's also part of the reason that the black community is so backward and, and crazy and messed up. Uh, I personally think that we have to make our own movies. I think that we have to um, you know, have our own businesses. We need to educate our own kids. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of supporting Black-owned schools. Once I raise a billion dollars, I'm going to build a Black-owned school system, and I'm only going to hire Black educators to run these schools, and we're going to design the whole curriculum and all the businesses that are connected to those schools. That's going to happen one day. I don't know. We've, we've been able to, uh, through the years, independently be able to you know, raise up over $20 million that we have used uh, to fund fund all kinds of projects in the black community, hire tons of people, things like that. So we did tw the first 20 million uh, and that that was hard to do. But I believe we can get to 100 million and then maybe a billion dollars. And when we do that, as we do that, we're going to go and we're going to build school systems. And if I can't do it in my lifetime, then maybe one of your kids will do it. Maybe one of your kids is listening right now. Maybe you're going to tell something to your child that will get them uh, in a position where when they finally get that opportunity and they're sitting on a whole lot of uh, a possibility, a whole lot of money, uh, access to capital, they're going to go and give the community what it needs. What the black community really needs more than anything is infrastructure. You need infrastructure. You have no infrastructure. You have no systems. You don't even have your own hospitals. If there was a nuclear war tomorrow, you'd be absolutely screwed because you don't have anywhere to go to get food. You don't have anywhere to go to get medicine. You wouldn't have anywhere to go even to get clean water. So effectively, uh, we are over dependence on the system, which uh, thanks to integration, that's what happened, uh, has caused us to be in a position where we're completely vulnerable and we really need a whole generation of rebuilding. So um, that's what the community needs more than anything is you need 10 million builders in the community, people that can build businesses, people that can uh, build infrastructure, people that can do all the old trades, the HVAC, the carpentry, the <laughs> electricity, uh, the plumbing, all that stuff, uh, you know, because if you have that, then you can you can actually build and create things. But we don't have a lot of builders. We have people that can go get jobs and, and stuff like that. And that's not how you build a community. That's only how you make yourself more dependent upon the system that you absolutely um, despise the most. But all this starts when you're a child. It starts with how you're educated. It's, it's, because how you're educated shapes your cultures and your values, which shapes how you use your energy, right? So you have a lot of energy, you have a lot of potential, a lot of capability, but they get you to point your gun in the wrong direction. They get you to point all your energy into things that are not going to benefit you as opposed to the things that will. So uh, this is what we have to do. We have to redirect that energy. And I believe we can do it, but it's going to take a lot of time. And in uh, to whatever extent I can contribute to helping you see that, uh, then I would love to do that. All right. So anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Some 
some of you are asking about my Deion Sanders jersey behind my head. Yeah, I got that. I won this jersey. It was um uh, there was a, an auction at my gym, and um and uh, I had I, I bid some money, and the money went to charity, and the first place guy didn't show up, and so I showed up and got it because I love Coach Prime. I've always been a Cowboys fan. I've always known that Deion was the greatest uh, player in his position in the history of the NFL, and I love also what Coach Prime represents in terms of talking about developing his players into men. Uh, he said, I, I want them to be yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. He said, I want them to own businesses. I want them to be husbands and fathers, not baby daddies. I mean, he was, he was real clear about that, and I just thought that was awesome. So uh, in case you want to know, and again, sometimes people think that I don't like somebody because I critique something, but that's just not true. Uh, as a scholar, that's what you're supposed to do. You, we're, tra we're trained to do critical analysis of things, and uh, that's hard to do sometimes in a world where people see things as black and white, in a world where everybody sees it as, oh, you be hating and all this other stuff. So either you completely agree and go along with something you don't agree with, or you be hating. You're just a hater. And um, in, in academia, that's not what it is in, in academia, everybody looks like a hater because everybody, the way they help you is they look at your ideas and they say, okay, this is actually pretty good, but you got to fix this, fix this and fix this. That's what we do. Right. And I really believe uh, inherently that the world needs more critical analysis, because I think that if we practice thinking more, your brain is like a muscle, you know, the more you work out that muscle, the stronger that muscle will be. So uh, what I love is I love the intelligent black people out here. And I want to give you the courage to think and express and, and, and be free and not be worried about the the ignorance of the culture don't dumb yourself down to fit in to to what people have misled you into believing is black culture don't don't you dare dumb yourself down don't you do that because that's what they do they present the most ignorant embarrassing ridiculous uh you know mongol mongol looking crap and they have and they have you thinking that somehow you're uppity because you're looking at that like that's not what i do that's not what i believe i actually want to have a deep conversation i i don't want to sit around and twerk all day and 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 whatever and recite cardi b lyrics and do all this other crazy stuff like i don't want to do all that like i want to actually i take care of my kids i don't want to go sleep with every girl that walks by because i don't want to catch diseases and die i, I want to do i want to be smart i don't want to glorify drug dealing because my daddy was a drug addict and i know what that happens when drugs infiltrate the community look at what fentanyl is doing fentanyl, fentanyl overdoses are through the freaking roof like so so i so no like stop that you know like, like critically assess everything that you're a part of and be proud enough to say you know what if y'all trying to, if, 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 if hanging around y'all is the only way I can have friends and I'm gonna have to stand by myself <laughs> and that takes courage though. That takes a lot of courage because, um, because unfortunately, you know, people can be kind of mean and, um, and, you know, take it from me. I'm a guy who gets ostracized every single day of the week. You can go through YouTube and find 10,000 videos saying, I hate Boyce Watkins and here's why. And it's okay. I just want those people to really understand that number one, I don't watch your videos, but then number two, I truly don't give a fuck. So continue to make your videos because that tells me that I'm doing the right thing. I do not want to be a part of a culture that is losing. I'd rather be a part of the creation of a culture that will win. And I, I'm completely convinced that the B1 culture is going to win. So keep working, keep getting ready, keep doing your best, keep loving your women, loving your men, building your families, preparing for the future, keep investing, keep doing all these things that are going to make you great and make you strong. And I guarantee you that 100 years from now, your great-grandchildren will remember you as the person who set it off and started building the foundation of what became the ultimate amount of family power that you're going to have. So, so anyway, that's all I got to say today. Thank you so much for listening. It was real. God bless all of you. I'll check back in with you guys again real soon. Do me a favor, please. Please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. You can get a copy at drboycebooks.com. We also have financial flashcards and workbooks for children. You can go to drboycebooks.com and find those. Uh, also, if you want a discount on anything in the store, just use the code word book club. All, all one word. Use the code word book club at checkout and everything will be 30% off for you. Uh, anything in the store. And last but not least, if you want to join us at this year's 2023 All Black National Convention, uh, you can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. It's going to be in Atlanta, October 20th through the 22nd at the Marriott Marquis Hotel. We have over 40 experts. We have networking like crazy. It's, it's a ton of fun. Last uh, last time, Victory Boyd and uh, her family performed. Victory Boyd is very famous. She, she got signed by Jay-Z, like right there on the spot. Jay-Z heard her sing and signed her. So her whole family is super talented. They're very pro-black. They're B1. They, they've been, they performed two years ago. They're coming back this year. Y'all love the hell out of them. 
And then also we have uh, business people and thinkers. Uh, we have people like um, Brother Nuri Muhammad and and uh, Larry Miller from the Air, chairman of the Air Jordan brand came by. Larry's a good guy who's working hard on incarceration as well. In addition to his business acumen, he helped Mike, Michael Jordan's company sell $3 billion worth of sneakers every year. So he was there last year. We have a lot of great people, a whole range of, of amazing people that not only you can learn from, but you can network with. So uh, join us at the convention, allblacknationalconvention.com. And also my website is Boyce watkins.com so anyway take care guys god bless you i'll check in with you again real soon and uh, don't forget we are on spotify and apple so you can look up my name there i'll see you guys soon take care peace here we are clan the isms cataclysm great our people out here struggling trying to make it in this state everybody out here doing it but we the ones who late now family we the ones who gotta delegate Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down beyond Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.